Hey, what's going on? I hope you are well as always. Uh, so this week on the Welcome to the Metaverse podcast, we are joined by Timo Toke, co-founder and CEO of Ready Player Me. Just a quick one before we start, if you regularly listen to the show but haven't yet hit follow on your platform, that's always massively appreciated and helps the show grow. A shout out to Ben Stereo for your Apple review last week as well. Always a fascinating listen. Much appreciated, Ben. Okay, so Ready Player Me are a very well-known 3D avatar creator platform. You can go and create your own full-body 3D avatar very simply and it's then immediately compatible with over 4,000 apps and games. They are very user-friendly and a great place to start if you're new to this space but also if you are a crypto and NFT native they are fully integrated into that side of the metaverse too. They've worked with huge brands like Tommy Hilfiger, Adidas, L'Oreal, The Fabricant and many more and this episode is a very accessible listen. Timu has been in the space a long time and has a brilliant insight into where the metaverse is right now and where we're heading in 2023. Thanks Timu for coming on and we'll get straight into it in just a second. This is of course brought to you by every realm and if you're looking for the most comprehensive online learning platform for the metaverse and web 3 you need to check out realm academy and i have a special offer for you realm academy is back with three self-paced modules metaverse foundations intro to blockchain and advanced topics in web 3 and as a listener to the show you will get 30 percent off each of these self-paced modules you'd be silly not to do that and the code you need is franks 30 that's f-r-a-n-k-s and the number 30 just enter it at checkout to save yourself 30 percent i'll tell you a bit more about it later in the show and full details are in the show notes right now and finally as always nothing in this podcast is financial or investment advice always do your own research and with that said let's dive into this week's episode timu great to have you on the show thanks very much for coming on yeah thanks for having me of course. All right. So um, let's dive straight in uh, because Ready Player Me is awesome. You've been doing a lot of stuff. You've been in the space and lots of people will, will know you. For anyone who doesn't, I wanted to just kind of get straight to the meat of it and talk through how listeners can go and create their own avatar right now uh, in their likeness in seconds. So maybe you could just talk about that. And it's a fun thing to go and experiment with. Yeah, for sure. So to create our avatar, to create a Ready Player Me avatar, you have to go to readyplayer.me and there you can click create an avatar take a selfie if you want to or you can continue without one and then we'll try to predict an outer if you so do submit the selfie try to create an outer that kind of looks like yourself and then you can customize it further with uh, clothing and accessories and things like that and once you're happy with your avatar you'll land on the ready Pemi hub which is basically a list of different apps and experiences you can travel between so you can just jump into any of those experiences and use the avatars fully interoperably across now thousands of experiences so there's like 5,000 companies that use our avatar system in their games in their experiences and you can use the avatar everywhere so that's kind of like the ho- how the core experience works mm-hmm. if you have any nfts in your wallet that are already permi compatible you can connect metamask or a nami wallet for example or soon Su- a phantom wallet and and redeem any assets you have and wear them on the outer as well yeah it's awesome because it's there's so much um, conversation we've had conceptually about the space which is very exciting and, and cool but it's great to just be able to go on a familiar website build your avatar uh, get in in the metaverse get playing in and experiencing various different use cases uh, with the avatar that you've created in seconds it's cool so for anyone who hasn't done that definitely definitely go and do it because it's uh, it's good fun to do as well and uh, you talk about you know so many of these applications that you can take your avatar go and explore stuff in what are some of your favorites what what are you seeing most people immediately going to use with their avatar yeah so some some of the more popular ones are hyper 
Highway Worlds. It's a 4 million user-generated games, virtual worlds, lots of different experiences there. Spatial, definitely. They have like stunning-looking, awesome virtual worlds, galleries, spaces, VR chat, which is the biggest VR experience, and, and things like that. So there's a lot of different applications you can choose from. There's like VR meeting apps. There is uh, like Mozilla hubs. There is a lot of different uh, experiences or meeting VR you can try out depending on who you are and what you're looking to do in the in the virtual world. Yeah, so cool. Loads of stuff to, to get cracking on straight away there, which is it's good fun. And, you know, Ready Player Me is unique in that it's so accessible to newcomers in this space, but then it's also integrated to so many great Metaverse partners as we talked about and in the NFT ecosystem as well. So it's one of the kind of the few platforms that, that does that, I think, that, that kind of speaks to both camps, right? People who maybe love the NFT crypto side and are native there, but also the other side of the conversation where people are just want to, you know, go, go and, and see themselves and create avatar and, uh, and maybe not have so much knowledge of the technical side of stuff. So uh, maybe you could just t- tell people in your words where you kind of see yourself as Ready Player Me in the bigger picture. Is is that right that you're kind of one foot in, in both camps and helping make it easy for people? Yeah. I mean, like first, like we've been around for nine years. So, um, you know, we started and our core thesis was that people will spend more and more time in virtual worlds with every year that goes by and every decade that goes by in games, in social experiences and so forth. So 3D virtual worlds is kind of the next generation of the internet. And that's what we still believe in. Uh, Web3 NFTs provide ownership of digital assets or enable or like open up the possibility to really own something in a virtual world, which is, we think, a very important part of how the metaverse will will be built. People can own assets, trade assets, collect them, create them, sell them and so forth. That's just um, the foundation of the metaverse economy, obviously. And we'll bring a lot lot of new people into space that will build and they'll just make the experience better for everyone. So anyways, like owning virtual assets is important. So and NFTs are the the way to do that today. So that's why we're all, of course, like working with NFTs. But at the same time, the core bet we have is on on the fact that people spend more more and more time in virtual worlds. Most of that time today is not spent in Web3 games. We think that will change over time. But we also have a lot of traditional game partners and they don't use NFTs. So yeah, we're working with both markets and core bet is on avatars being necessary in all these different virtual worlds that people spend more and more time in. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I'd like to know your view on how you think it will play out in terms of the centralized and decentralized ecosystems going forward because there's kind of very polarized people in each camp and and probably the biggest evidence you know is in the centralized platforms that we've talked about lots on the show with roblox and fortnite the stats and all the numbers are there do you, do you think both will exist in it and it'll be a choice for people and it'll be kind of a spectrum of you know do you want to own your assets outright or are you happy uh, having them within a walled garden ecosystem what, what's your kind of view on on how this all plays out yeah so i think there are two paths for the future of the metaverse one is a more centralized path where you know like centralized players like the big companies <laughs> we have in the space now i won't name any names will just take over and they will be the metaverses or the metaverse and then we'll have to live in these worlds and and like live by their rules and that's not a good future at all like that's a very bad future like no one company should have that much power because like such a big part of the economy will be in the virtual worlds and such such a big part of our time will be spent in virtual worlds so if one company owns that that's a bad thing so that is a bad future for the metaverse and then there's a more open and decentralized future which is you know the metaverse is more like a network more like the internet where you can navigate between different pages of the, or different worlds and have a somewhat consistent experience across them and it's easy to navigate between experiences it's not owned by anyone it's built by millions or uh, of creators and builders and that is a more positive future for the metaverse and for the open metaverse to really have a chance they need to be standards and protocols and services that kind of link together different virtual worlds 
make it easy for people to navigate between them and so forth. And avatars are just a, an amazingly important part of that. And that's why we are working on avatars. Anyone should have an identity, an avatar that travels with them across their entire virtual experience. Another thousand avatars in a thousand different places, which like probably just makes people travel less across worlds and, and makes the centralized strategy uh, more viable you know, or more more possible. So anyways, I, I think we're more likely to end up with a more decentralized metaverse, but there's still a chance that we won't. And in order to tip the world towards a more op open metaverse, they need to be companies that build standards, protocols, and services that make it easier for developers that build those games to choose, you know, do I want to have interoperable avatars or do I want to build a centralized avatar system? Like there's like, it's all in kind of pieces. And if all the pieces are there for us to build an open system, then more people will, and that will push the world towards a more open metaverse as a whole compared to now, like it's very hard to actually, well, what does an open metaverse mean like how do you build that when you're starting to build, starting to build a game it's, it's not it's not easy it's not like you can switch it on and off you know so the services are missing and we we are building one of them yeah yeah absolutely it's, it's well said and, and i like the way that you've done it as well where you can obviously choose your avatar as we've talked about but then uh, with some specific nft collections so if you're in that world and you have a punk for example then you can kind of claim a uh, avatar that is in your punk's likeness which is cool so are you thinking about rolling that out for more of these big nft communities um so that people can kind of pull their nfts into these into various worlds yeah totally so yeah so we did a drop of crypto punks where you can if you have a crypto punk you can uh, create like a 3d version of the punk and then you can use across all the different games we work with we'll definitely do more 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 of things like more things like that in the future right now we're more focused on just developer facing features which is like developers that use our avatar system in their game them being able to create avatar accessories and assets and skins and you know stuff like that and then sell them so that's kind of like a bigger thing we're working on a on a with a 3d avatar collection slash game that will be very fun when it comes out and their avatars will be usable in our network so eventually like we, we don't want to be an avatar company that's just like only our avatars are everywhere in the metaverse like that's not what we want we want to make any avatars travel across virtual worlds so definitely we will import more existing collections upcoming collections to ready Pemi. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, you are like right at the hub of uh, this this missing piece, which is cool. So it's um it's so glad that you're doing it because it's, it's really needed, which which is great. I wanted to ask you as well about um you know your avatars are humans. So what what's your insight on what people will prefer to be in virtual worlds? One of the cool things is that you can you know in theory be anything, right? But it comes with various different challenges in terms of you know digital fashion to clothes fit a avatar that isn't a human and stuff like that. Have you got any insight on what people tend to prefer? Because there seems to be this balance where some familiarity, even in a virtual world without the limitations of the physical world, people still like a bit of familiarity. So yeah, I'd be interested to know what you think about that. Yeah, totally. So people create avatars for use cases. So first, I think the very broad thing is like when you play with people you know in real life, you're more likely to want to be kind of a version of yourself. If it's a game environment, it's like an altered version. So it's like a, an enhanced version of yourself with a filter, you know, it looks cooler or stronger or whatever. And then when you use your avatar for work, for example, you're like somewhat kind of more realistic version of yourself. If you use avatars to speak with your mom across like a long distance, for example, then probably you want to have as realistic of an avatar as possible. So and when you 
you go into a mystery kind of a world with like other people or to meet people or whatever you might want to be yourself you might not want to be yourself you might want to be a creature uh it also depends on the story of the game you're playing and, and so forth so there's a lot of variables but what we see definitely is that people want to have some consistency with their identity across many different virtual worlds in that use case at least right so if you have vr meeting apps you're probably going to look like very similar in all the vr meeting apps you don't definitely don't want to have like 12 different outers for each of them so that's kind of like the, the, the things we've seen and i think that are confirmed by some other like bigger games uh, as well this show is brought to you by every realm who are your portal to the metaverse now as a listener to this show i have an offer for you that you do not want to miss 30 percent off the most comprehensive online learning platform for the metaverse realm academy if you want to level up quick and learn about metaverse foundations intro to blockchain and advanced topics in web3 taught by leaders at top companies in the space like ledger the sandbox and dragonfly capital then realm academy is the place to do it the code you need is franks 30 that's f-r-a-n-k-s and the number 30 just enter it at checkout for 30 percent off absolute no-brainer grab it quick join tens of thousands of others who've already made their way to the metaverse search realm academy or check out the show notes for all the links and info you need and now it's back to the show. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That, that's very cool. And also talking about the physical world and crossing over a little bit, I noticed that you partnered with High Street for uh, digital drops. Some people love that word. Some people don't of the kind of digital and physical counterparts. That seems like another piece of the puzzle that we've seen other big brands and companies like Artifacts do where you can take a digital and forge it to a physical and stuff like that. So I imagine that's kind of part of the, the bigger plan when people find their identity in the digital world of, of having this kind of two-way system of physical and digital. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, so I mean, we're, we work with a lot of brands, Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein, Adidas, Dior, and many others. So so yeah, we work with a lot of brands and like they're like first, I just comment on that and like the kind of branded assets are a part of our real life identities for a lot of people. They wear all kinds of brands and that's kind of a part of their real life identity. And that will also happen in virtual worlds. So like people should have the ability to buy and wear branded assets in the metaverse. And that's what we're like doing with all those brands. And from the brand part perspective, it's like they want to be a part of the virtual economy. They want to sell stuff in the virtual worlds. Like they can either go to individual games and make deals with each of them and create custom assets for each of them, each of them or they can come to Ready Pay Me, for example, and get access to access to thousands of games with one integration. So like we're a very obvious solution for them also to get to their, their stuff into, into virtual worlds. And like we are mostly approaching it from a purely digital perspective, but there are some things we've done with Tom Hilfiger, for example, where you could buy the same exact assets you bought for your avatar for yourself physically as well. I did that, for example. <laughs> I have a whole, I have a matching set. <laughs> so with my avatar and my and my, my my real self. So anyways, like those things will definitely happen. And if people buy stuff with avatars, they're more likely to buy those things in a physical world as well. And I assume the reverse is also true. So if you already have a physical asset and you could like claim a digital version of that for free or maybe pay five bucks extra for it or X bucks extra for it, I assume people would also do that. So that's definitely interesting and it will be a, a, an important part of the metaverse economy. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, interesting the way you, you talk about it. Uh, yeah, just adding on maybe a, a small charge to have the digital counterpart is, is cool. And why wouldn't people do that? And then it opens up a whole, for brands especially, it's, it's a whole nother scale of product, isn't it? Which is, uh, yeah, it is a huge part of the future and digital assets and digital fashion particularly. Um, I wanted to ask as well about how you're viewing this sort of typical experience in the future. You know, these trends adopt gradually and often from the younger ages first who 
uh, obviously the the kids in Roblox are kind of native to all this stuff immediately. But when you think of a user of their kind of typical experience of the internet in maybe five or ten years, how much of that do you think will be in the metaverse and be in virtual worlds? Some of the stuff we do on the internet is admin related and, and doesn't need to be fully 3D necessarily. So it's a question I think about a lot. I think most of it will be. But yeah, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think like the, the part that we think about most and care about most is like social interactions. Like how many social interactions are going to be in 3D virtual worlds in 10 years versus like on a 2D kind of a you know video, for example. I, I, I don't know the percentage. I think it's very hard to know that. But I think it will be an increasing amount of time at times increasing amount of social interactions online will happen in 3d worlds through avatars over the next 10 years so it really depends on like you know what happens when this generation that is like 10 to 13 15 right now they live in roblox they have avatars already they interact with their friends more in roblox than in real life in many cases so like what are they going to do when they grow up and start like working like into the, into the workforce like are they going to use outer based communication tools at work i don't know probably like the current generation that is like older for them avatars and like 3d virtual worlds for work environment for example are like it looks like a game they can't focus on something you know it's like it's kind of like not there yet for them but the new generation in 10 years let's see what what kind of tools they use so like that's interesting to see and then of course like how does the hardware develop like do, will we have vr and ar glasses in 10 years that are like really consumer that people want to use you know what kind of software advancements we'll have what kind of new social experiences people can figure out that are in 3d virtual worlds that are not games maybe but they're like something else there'll be a lot of like a lot of energy goes into that right now so that'll be interesting to see and and that's like the answer is a combination of of all those things i think one thing is certain like more time will be spent in 3d virtual worlds every year that goes by and every decade that goes by and that's the bet we are making and have been making for a long time already so and we're very confident that will continue yeah yeah well it's been a, a good bet so far for sure and it is it is happening isn't it uh yeah exactly where we are right now but um things still developing of course and with ready player me integrating with so many platforms as we've talked about i'd be interested to hear your thoughts on kind of what the most successful metaverse experiences are at the minute what's keep what's keeping people coming back getting them to sign up with an avatar and then uh yeah kind of going to these experiences and what do you think is is needed on the experience front yeah i mean i, I think like during the bear market people are thinking about the right things now so people are actually thinking about how can i build a game that is fun and makes people come back you know that's like an important question before that uh, during the bull market people are very distracted by like how can i you know do things that look cool in the short term but then like don't really maybe bring value long term so yeah like the golden question what makes people come back i think every product has that question i think it's important to have some kind of an activity that people can do together which is not just like hanging out hanging out could work uh, i don't know but it looks like most of the experiences that have a lot of users that come back have some kind of a game mechanic there where people can do something together enjoy that virtual activity and kind of like form their relationships around that so you can bring a physical like real life example is like you know hanging out on a bas- basketball court you can go to a basketball court with your friends to play basketball you're there like you throw a few hoops 
like that's kind of the activity but the main thing you're doing there is actually hanging out with your friends and like talking shit and whatever right so like that's kind of like something that's like the activity that the friendships are formed around and that's kind of happening in games now like people go there they play the game that's the activity but actually what you're doing is like you're spending time together with your friends so like any successful scaled experience probably has to have some kind of activities that are fun for people to do together because that's what makes them come back to that experience over something else they could do so the experience itself is fun but then you have to also have ways people can socialize around that and that's kind of like that's why people really come back over the long run because they want to hang out with their friends and then probably the experience needs to evolve right like it needs to you know fortnite has seasons for example roblox has an infinite amount of games and more coming out every 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 month so a, a successful experience needs to have something fun to do that makes people want to go there and then needs to have good ways for people to socialize and that which kind of really makes them come back frequently and that's the main activity like hanging out with your friends but you need to do need to have something fun to do absolutely yeah yeah i think that's exactly it, isn't it? And, and you notice that in your in yourself when i play vr with friends i've said this before but it's often friends that i maybe wouldn't have a facetime call with because there wouldn't be enough really to do in that facetime call and then maybe not close enough friends that we could just chat about anything but then in vr you're, you're playing something you've got something to do and you naturally catch up on the side it's cool and as an avatar platform and company who are kind of joining the dots and kind of bringing these ecosystems together there's a lot of chat at the minute and it's rumors but around kind of apple's headset coming out with mixed reality capabilities and the quest pro having mixed reality and ar when i've played certain ar experiences there's one called hado which is like a dodgeball experience i don't know if you've seen it but it, it's cool because it's instantly playable you don't need to remove yourself from reality but also if you're not into nft metaverse stuff it's instantly fun because it's like natural right you can see the physical world so are you thinking about those bigger trends and how kind of avatars play a role maybe there as well and and just uh, yeah i'd be interested to see how you think adoption will come to the masses is ar maybe a big part of that yeah so how i think about vr ar is that they're like massive tailwinds like any hardware advancements will just make it more fun for people to experience the virtual world but everything we need for ourselves as a business is here today like there's an almost three billion people playing games you know that's a 200 billion dollar industry like that is already very much here with the existing hardware and existing like solutions it's like the only thing we need to wor- be worried about worried about is like how can we be the best solution for developers and then when a new platform uh, comes out that is actually promising like let's say apple vr headset comes out or ar headset then we'll, we'll put some more time into understanding like how we can support developers that are building for that platform but overall like the core bet is still the same it's like people will spend more time in virtual worlds hardware will get better maybe people will experience out you know virtual worlds through vr ar probably like we started as a as a vr company essentially like nine years ago so i've been you know, around the vr space a lot a long time and i've heard the apple headset rumors <laughs> every year since then <laughs> so like i'm not sure like this much this time it feels more real but who knows so we're not like betting on any of those things or don't want to be tied to any of those things getting out i think all those things will eventually happen and will make it even more compelling for people to spend time in virtual worlds but i think vr is in an interesting spot where there's now like a quite a there's a good amount of headsets out there that people actually use more than before at least it's affordable like quest 3 is going to be very interesting to see what's that that's going to bring i don't know the other like one thing is like maybe the hardware is not good enough maybe the other thing is like maybe just the nature of the isolated experience is not something that like a mass markets would ever like and i don't think we know the answer like so let's see how things how things come along but one thing is for certain like 3d virtual worlds will be more compelling every year and we'll spend more time on them yeah vr is a funny thing you occasionally meet someone like my 
itself who loves it and it's and realizes it's such a powerful storytelling medium and it's like unlike anything else and it is definitely amazing but it's for people who aren't into it, it it's quite um it asks a lot of them because you have to kind of fully remove yourself from reality so it's interesting yeah i feel like it's near an inflection point but but we'll see it's also at the minute impossible not to mention the the role of ai and everything that's happening in this space with the, all the ai tools that everyone's talking about and it is uh, fundamentally completely mad but how do you see it kind of working into your workflow at all is, is it something that you are really spending a lot of time looking at and thinking about and is there a connection between ai tools and and content in the metaverse and maybe uh, with avatars as well what, what's your thoughts yeah so i mean it is completely mad <laughs> it's, it's mad how fast things are happening you know so that's awesome to see um on one end like ai will definitely make it easier for anyone to create content like compelling looking virtual worlds stories characters so like all that stuff will be more available for like smaller teams like smaller teams can build bigger experiences basically which is great like we'll have more diverse set of uh, experiences they'll be more compelling another thing that is like a tailwind for the metaverse to become like a bigger part of our lives so that's one thing like content creation will be and game creation will be a lot cheaper a lot more affordable for anyone and more accessible for anyone which is great on the other end like it's it's very hard to see how it will disrupt the space like it's very hard to really understand what will be the impact of ai you know how the power dynamics of the gaming industry work today right like are game engines needed still or can can there be another way to like even like render games and stuff like probably they will be needed but like what i'm saying is just like i i don't know and i don't think anyone really has an idea for like how that will really disrupt or change how the industry works i think it's quite certain it will disrupt the industry quite a lot or disrupt is like a negative word i think it will improve it will improve it but like it will change the current power dynamics a little bit so i don't know let's let's uh we'll we'll live and and we'll learn like with ready per me you know we are primarily distribution so if you have a 3d model you have a 3d avatar generated by human or by ai our goal is for to give you as wide of a use use for that asset as possible in as many games as possible so it doesn't necessarily matter where the asset comes from like you still need distribution into games right and we are experimenting with ai tools internally for sure interesting yeah yeah that's that's a good point that yes however it gets created it still needs to plug into everything else and, and that's kind of where ready player may sit isn't it for sure that's cool and we talked about a lot of your partners there's so many amazing kind of brands that you're working with and and stuff is it is there any other exciting ones that maybe uh, we haven't mentioned that'd be good to tell people about or anything you can tease that's that's upcoming that would be interesting for people to hear yeah there's one I'm excited about that is upcoming, but I can't yet share, fortunately. I mean, not not just one I'm excited excited about. I'm excited about a lot of them. So anyways, like when you create your avatar on ReadyPemi and you land on the ReadyPemi hub, then you have a whole list of apps there you can jump into. I mentioned a few of them, but there's there are a lot of very exciting and cool experiences to check out. So definitely do that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, finally, just a question. What, what do you think 2023 brings for the metaverse space? What kind of big trends are you paying attention to that... Uh, how do you think it will look in maybe 12 months which is an impossible question but always interesting to hear yeah i mean i hope we'll have like a sensible year in terms of like people focusing on you know things that are actually valuable building experiences that are fun figuring out new types of user experiences that web3 technologies or like enable so i think it's going to be about like focusing on the actual like substance about building something fun building something interesting 
over like the very speculative part of the space, which is, you know, gets priority when the prices are just going up. The prices have been going up the last few days or like a week. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're back. <laughs> yeah. But let's see, you know. Yeah, I hope people will just focus on building and, and building product, shipping product and, and creating value. And that will, you know, bring the next whatever, 100 million people to the space and that will um, take us to the next level. So I hope uh, quiet, heads down time building stuff. Yeah, that's a, uh, important, well said and is needed for sure. So yeah, thank you so much, Timo. Uh, awesome chat. I knew that was going to be a good one and, and uh, didn't disappoint us. It was great. So thank you very much thank you man thanks for having me so there you go make sure you check out readyplayer.me super easy and a lot of fun to create your avatar they also post great news in the space on twitter at readyplayerme uh, likewise for every realm our show sponsors at every realm uh, my links and everything else you need are in the show notes of course thank you as always for your support and i'll see you for next week's episode